Welcome to the Eat Plants, Feel Whole podcast, a program designed to help you harness the healing power of plants and transform your health. I'm your host, Todd Chobatar. I serve as the publisher and editor-in-chief of Advent Health Press. Today, we're talking to lifestyle medicine specialist, Dr. George Guthrie, about his book, Eat Plants, Feel Whole. Welcome, Dr. Guthrie. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Dr. Guthrie, today I am fascinated to find out more about protein because as someone who has been interested in healthy lifestyle and, and, and healthy living from the time that I was a boy, uh, you always hear about protein. It just seems to come up over and over again, particularly as a man, I'll mm -hmm. say this, but I think there's plenty of ladies mm -hmm. out there that want to know this too. Uh, if I want to get healthy, if I want to get strong, if I'm going to eat plants, am I going to be able to get enough protein? Is that even possible? It's a, 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 an important question, and I think that we can answer that. Uh, protein means for life. Okay? Basic, we would call them kind of the major uh, parts of food, mm -hmm. carbohydrates, fats, and protein. Carbohydrates, energy, fat, stored energy, and protein really structure. And the way it's identified is as uh, having the presence of nitrogen. So it generally comes in chains. It would be carbon, carbon, nitrogen, carbon, carbon, nitrogen. And each of the kind of branches off of that decides what it's going to do. And that creates structure, whether it's hair mm -hmm. or skin or enzymes or a lot of people are surprised to find out that even bones are about 50% protein. So clearly 50%. an important part yes. of, the, of the human body. Okay. I remember in medical school, they brought out uh, femur, you know, the kind of leg bone, one which had been treated to remove the calcium, and it bent. It was made up of just the protein. The other one had been treated to remove the protein, and it was like a piece of chalk. You know, you could write it with it on the sidewalk. Mm. So, yeah, our body, structurally wise is mostly protein. Mm -hmm. So we need that. And muscles, of course, need protein. That's the part that we always know. Yeah. Now, it ends up that proteins are made up of amino acids. Okay. Amino means nitrogen. So these amino acids are the little building blocks for proteins, which then fold and create what they're designed to do. So <clears throat> these amino acids, we came to understand you know, within the last 120 years, something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we could, as we understood more about them, we began to understand that uh, there were essential amino acids that we had to have or we would be sick. Okay. And there were others that we could actually make ourselves. Hmm. And we, we didn't know about ourselves as humans early because we did our experiments on rats and mice, which are a little easier to find and replicate and, of course, not quite as valuable as us humans, at least to the scientific mind at that point. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the early studies were done by a fellow by the name of Dr. Rose. Okay. And he said, we know about rats. we got to find out about humans. And he did something that is now considered very unethical. In scientific circles? In scientific circles. Okay. I think in in our whole kind of social environment of today, our, our whole morality has a hard time going in and forcing prisoners to do scientific studies. Uh -huh. So he got some prisoners, got permission, and then began to do nitrogen balance studies. So you measure the nitrogen in, you measure the nitrogen out. That's not easy. Every hair that falls off, every 
piece of mucus, every you know stool, a urine, everything has some protein going along with it. So you have to catch it all. So you get these fellas in their um, zoot suits trying to catch everything, measuring the nitrogen in and out. And he identified that our basic needs is about uh, 20 grams of protein for every 3,000 calories. Hmm. Those were his calculations. He tried it a bunch of different ways. So uh, it ends up being about 2.5% of our calories from protein. He went on from there and said, now what about these amino acids, these building blocks? So since he had control of their diet, he would decrease, slowly decrease one amino acid at a time in the diet mm -hmm. until they began to have symptoms. And then he simply doubled it back up from there and said, okay, that's the lowest amount that we need. So from Dr. Rose's studies, we now know how much protein we, quotes need to you know, stay alive. Mm -hmm. Of course, those were early studies. They've been refined now, and the, the recommendations are set a little bit higher, but it's still kind of based on that. And the, for the amino acids and what we need, nobody's really updated that because it's unethical to do those studies. So that's kind of what we know at this point. So when it comes to amount of protein that we need, we've got a pretty good picture of how much we need. Right, how much the very need? basics. The right. basics, okay. Right. So uh, at present, uh, the recommendations from the federal government are 0.8 grams of protein for mm -hmm. every kilogram. And of course, each kilogram is what? You divide uh, pounds by 2.2 to get the kilograms. And, and we usually talk about the prototypical 70-kilogram uh, male. Mm -hmm. And it is... It's not the weight you are, it's the weight ideally you should be for your height that this goes on. Okay. So uh, that's the way we actually measure it. And that comes out to closer to 57 to 60 grams per day. So for what that's worth, that'll give you a ballpark. But I guess the question is really, can I get enough from plants? Yes. Okay, so let's do a little bit of this. And I, I like this little exercise because it helps us understand and there's a little bit of an aha at the end. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Anything that's alive has to have protein in it. It might surprise you, for example, to know that even lettuce has protein in it. Would not have known that. Yeah, but it's, it's alive. It's needed for life. Proteins are needed for life. An orange, you, think, you don't think of that as a protein food, but you're, you're talking about 7, 8, 9% of the calories are from protein. Oh. If you move to potato, that's 11, 12, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. You move to beans, legumes, they run from about 22 to maybe 25, 26% uh, protein. Interesting. Now, how does that compare to like animal protein? That's the same as muscle meat. Really? Yes. So uh, uh, beans, 22 to 25%. And of course, it depends on just how marbled your meat is, right? How much fat there is in it. Sure. That makes uh, sense. And that brings up another interesting point because we can say the meat is um, lean meat is say 25% uh, protein, mm -hmm. right? Well, what's the what are the other calories? Well, they're almost all fat, right? Uh -huh. When you go to, the, and that's highly concentrated, which tends to stick to us. When you go to the legumes, the beans, the other uh, calories are actually from complex carbohydrates, kind of all mixed in with the fiber. So as we've talked about before, it releases that energy a little bit slower and is a little easier on the body. Now, you might be surprised. Broccoli has about 40% of the calories 
from protein. Really? Now, I didn't say <laughs> that 40% of broccoli is protein. Mm -hmm. I said 40% of the calories. Remember, when you're dealing with plant foods, you're talking about a lot of fiber and water, right. which technically don't really have a lot of calories in it. It's the carbohydrate protein in the fat. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. each of those foods also has a little fat in them, yeah. but it, it's relatively small infinitesimal as a matter of fact it seems compared to the what uh, meat uh, products do hmm. so you can see that it's not hard to get an adequate amount of protein now i shared with you dr rose found 2.5 percent of the calories right and that uh, the recommendation is now around 57 to 60 grams of protein for males it'd be a little less for females um Protein is, uh, of course, important. Mm -hmm. um, when during our lives do you think we might need the highest amount of protein? Well, I mean, this is just a guess, but uh, if you're talking about protein being sort of part of the structure and growth, and, gr yeah, uh -huh. and, and growth, I, it, it would be generally when you're young, wouldn't it? I well, mean, that first you're, year you're, of life. Yeah, you're growing the first fast. Nine to young. 12 months, you double your weight. Okay. So what's the best food for a growing infant? Uh, mother's milk. Breast milk. Yeah. So what do you think the percent protein calories are in breast milk? Well, I have no idea. I would think they'd be pretty high. <laughs> Five to seven percent. That's it. It's really low. And a lot of people are very surprised to hear that. But that's adequate for that baby to grow. As a matter of fact, that's best for that baby to grow. The truth is, we often in this country tend to get too much protein. The mm. average American is eating between 100 to 120, and many guys are eating a lot higher grams of protein today, a day. Now, is there a potential problem with that? Because if I'm thinking to myself, and I'm uh, just trying to put myself in the mm -hmm. place of others mm -hmm. that might be listening today, mm -hmm. as well as myself here, so if I'm wanting to, let's say, get stronger, mm -hmm. whether it's athletically, physically, uh, if I know that protein is something that's, as important you said, for uh, you. Yeah, important mm -hmm. for me, and mm -hmm. it's part of the building mm -hmm. blocks, then wouldn't more be better? You know, um, water is good for you, mm -hmm. but you can drown in it. So, True. I mean, it makes sense that things that are good for us may actually, that too much may be a problem. And indeed, uh -huh. we do have some evidence that too much protein can lead to damage in the body. That is correct. Uh -huh. So, for example, we tend to think that um, we need lots of protein to make strong bones, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. along with the calcium and strong muscle. It ends up, science tends to indicate that if you take too much protein, you tend to pull calcium out of the bones and there are more fractures. I know I've uh -huh. seen that study done in kids. Actually, it wasn't milk that protected against fractures. It was more fruits and vegetables protected much more than milk did. Against fractures? Against fractures. Huh. So another reason I need to be getting my kids to eat their fruits and veggies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so in talking about protein, then, mm -hmm. it's important to realize the amount mm -hmm. that we need. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's important to make sure that the quality of the protein right. mm -hmm. that we're getting is mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. And I hear you saying that 
plant sources for protein is high quality. I, I don't think we've demonstrated that oh, to our okay. listeners well, tell yet. Me that so, so let's go ahead and talk about that. All right. Each of these amino acids, uh, and there's a group of them that are essential. Mm -hmm. Some of them, and they can be paired, so one can turn into the other and actually take the place of the other. But if we take those essential amino acids and... Uh, we say, are they all present in a food? If they're all present, we would say that would be a high-quality protein. At least that's the way that it's talked about. Makes it, sense. It is, in essence, based on a 100-gram serving, about what will fit in the palm of your hand, of whatever that food is, that protein-containing food. Does it have all of the amino acids at the levels that... Dr. Rose identified as what we need as for our essential amino acids. And that demonstrates a high-quality protein. That's the way the term has been used. Okay. Uh, those in the protein research area now recognize that that's not very helpful. Let me mm. give you an example. Okay. okay? If uh, you take 100 grams of beef mm -hmm. and you look for the amino acids, they'll all be there. Mm -hmm. The ones that we need. It's a muscle. You know, they're about the same balance, the same proteins, the same amino acids that's in our muscles. So it ends up being about right. Same thing is true of milk. Same thing is true of eggs, those types of things. When you move over into the plant kingdom, the plant part of eating, we notice that foods are deficient. For example, if you look at um, soybeans, for example, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they are in 100 grams of soybean, there is one gram short of an amino acid called lysine. So you'd say, well, that soybean is deficient. Wait a minute. That's only if you eat 100 grams. What if you increase that size to 110 grams? Then there would be enough lysine there. Uh -huh. The whole concept is built on a serving size, which nobody eats only 100 grams of anything in a day. So it's really not a helpful construct. I gotcha. So <laughs> some people even say, well, you need to mix plant proteins to get your balance. No, you just need to get adequate amounts in. I, I did a little exercise in this when I was teaching nutrition years ago to some graduate nutrition students. And I, I got the amino acids and I said, okay, how many slices of whole wheat bread would it take to get all the amino acids that are required, according to Dr. Mm -hmm, Rose's studies, mm -hmm. which we now understand. I mean, that's where those marks come from. And it ended up being 6.2 slices of bread. That's all you need to get all your essential amino acids. You need a lot more protein than that. Yeah. So if you're getting adequate amounts of protein, it's virtually impossible to actually not get all the amino acids. And it doesn't matter whether it was all grains or all legumes or your egg, or your beef. I mean, they all provide the essential amino acids. This business of protein quality is really not so important for the average person. So I can make it just fine by eating plants and still get sufficient amounts of protein. That is absolutely correct. And if you're eating them, especially whole plants, you'll get all the amino acids you need. Now, in your book, Dr. Guthrie, you had a quote from, uh, let's see, I think it was from Jeff Novak. Yes. Who's a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, friend of mine. Uh, for a friend mm -hmm, of yours. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you quoted a friend of yours. And he says uh, uh, this in the book. He says, when asked, where do I get my protein, 
He said, I answer the same place your protein gets its protein, plants. <laughs> I like the way he does. he's done that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've heard others uh, who are kind of wrestling with this also look around. I mean, I, I, we had a Native American uh, chief that we treated several years ago, and he looked around and he said, if the buffalo <laughs> can get that big and strong on grass, it should work for me too. Uh-huh. And, and, and it's yeah. true. All those plants have protein in it. The nitrogen is mixed in. We use nitrogen as fertilizer so the plants can make proteins. We eat the plants and we gain the benefit of the amino acids which the plants have made from the organic nitrogen. Very good. Well, I think that that gives a, a pretty good summary of, of the, the benefits of getting our protein from plant-based sources, as yes. well as the fact that mm-hmm. we can get a sufficient quantity mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, let me just end with this. To me, this was kind of a, again, a takeaway mm-hmm. quote mm-hmm. Um, that I saw in your book. And this one was from Mark Messino, who's mm-hmm. PhD. Mm-hmm. And he said, when people eat several servings of grains, beans, and vegetables throughout the day and get enough calories, it's virtually impossible to be deficient in protein. Absolutely correct, and an excellent uh, summary statement. Yeah? You agree with that, then? Absolutely. Very good. Any, any last-minute thoughts or takeaways? What's, the, what's the, the thing that you would like to leave listeners with today? Don't worry about protein. Eat the plants. You'll get plenty of it. Very good. Now, you know, with that, um, I'm very pleased that you have some giveaways, mm-hmm. some bonus material mm-hmm. that, uh, that you talk about in your book, um, and that folks can go to the website eatplantsfeelwhole.com. Mm-hmm. And one of the free giveaways that I wanted to highlight uh, was some recipes. Mm-hmm. So you have 50 recipes in the book uh, that are provided to folks, but... You can also go to eatplantsfeelwhole.com and you have additional recipes on there that are beyond recipes that are That's even correct. in the book. Uh-huh. And so folks can download these recipes for free. Uh, these are plant-based recipes. And yes, the amount of protein in each one is listed. So you can actually find out for yourself how much protein is there if you really want to check me out and make sure that what I've said is correct. That's excellent. That's true. Every single recipe has a complete nutritional breakdown Mm -hmm. there so you can see how much uh, protein, fats, carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. everything, uh, and calories, so forth in each one of those We think people uh, will find it helpful. Good, good. Well, Dr. Guthrie, thank you very much for for sharing that with Mm -hmm. us today. You've been listening to the Eat Plants, Feel Whole podcast, a limited edition, 15-part series, where our goal is to help you to harness the healing power of plants and to transform your health. I've been your host, Todd Chobatar, and if you'd like to find out more about Dr. Guthrie and his work, you can visit eatplantsfeelwhole.com. And if you'd like to discover other great resources to help you feel whole in mind, in body, and in spirit, then please visit adventhealthpress.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter that has uh, healthy living tips, some leadership wisdom, and also regular giveaways. Thanks so much for joining us today. 